All right, good morning. Uh, so you guys, I want you to guess what I'm not preaching about this morning. Not about Hebrews. All right, we're done with Hebrews. If you want to talk more about Hebrews, you have to see me in private. All right. I'm glad to talk about it. Um, but we are going to move forward. And for the next several times that I preach, um, we're actually going to take some time to preach about who we are as living stones uh, and then who and what we are about. Uh, we're going to talk through some through our mission, what our mission is as a church, what our vision is as a church, and some of the things that we value as a church. We actually haven't preached about this or taught about this in, in over four years. And so there are a lot of new faces. Uh, and whether this is something for you, uh, what I want is to present this information. Um, and that this might be a, an initial commitment for you uh, in this relationship with the church. Or it might be a renewal of your relationship with Living Stones. And I think it's important to DTR. Does anyone know what DTR means? Define the relationship. Right? That's important in relationships. If you're going to come to a point where you bind yourself with someone, right? Where you connect with someone, we actually need to sit down and define the relationship and talk about our expectations and, and how we see this relationship together. Because you don't want to be with someone and then years later down the road find out something that you didn't know and your expectations were completely different about what your relationship was going to look like. And so that's the question over the next several weeks for all of us. Whether it's an initial commitment, whether it's a renewal of our commitment, are we willing to bind ourselves together? And you might think, bind? That sounds serious. And I would tell you it is serious. Because we're saying we're going to gather, continue through faith to the finish. Right? We're going to continue together through faith, binding ourselves together as we make our way to the finish. And let me be very clear. Entering into a binding relationship here uh, with, with these people, with living stones, does not mean that I will never not be here as a part of living stones. Right? God moves us. God will bring people. God will move people. That is appropriate. God is moving His people. Right? That's happening all the time that we come and that we go in our culture, in our society. That's what it's going to look like. We're, we're mobile. Right? We're people on the move. And many times God is moving us. But as long as God has you or has me here, then the question is, will you bind yourself and commit yourself during that time? For however long it is, for however short it is, 
We've had folks come knowing they're only going to be here a year. And I say, it doesn't matter. But while you're here, for that time, commit, invest, be connected with others in this body so that when you do leave and it's going to be appropriate that you leave that it's going to hurt it's going to be painful because you've shared your lives with these people we're bound together and so I want you to consider our relationship and I want to share intimately about ourselves about living stones to communicate clearly our purpose para comunicar claramente nuestro propósito. To communicate our desires. Nuestros deseos. And what it is that's most important to us as a church. Lo más importante para nosotros como iglesia. If you're going to be with someone. Si usted va a estar con alguien. You'd sit down. You want to have this conversation. Sentar y tener esta conversación. If we're going to move forward. Si queremos avanzar. So today we're going to talk about our purpose. Vamos a hablar de nuestro propósito. Why we exist. Por qué existimos. Our mission statement. Our mission statement is not what we read every Sunday. Okay. That's our vision. We'll get to that. So that's what we are asking God to make us, but it's not our purpose. Okay. But let me read our mission statement. I'll read it in English. And then uh, Grace can read it in Spanish. I've got it on the screen for us. Bound together through and for the gospel, we are a diverse people who collectively seek to fully proclaim, by word and deed, the supremacy and the worth of Jesus Christ by being and making His disciples. Somos un grupo de gente diversa, unidos por medio del Evangelio, que buscamos colectivamente proclamar por medio de palabras y hechos la supremacía y el valor de Jesucristo, and so I want to read a passage. I want to read from Matthew, chapter 28, verse 19 through 20. Uh, many of us, we might know this as the Great Commission, the great mission that Jesus gave His disciples and that Jesus gave us. And I'm not going to go through in detail uh, this passage, but in multiple places, as you study this passage, it's connected to our mission statement. But I want to read this out loud and I'll, I'll reference to it uh, as we go through our own statement. It says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And so Jesus is at the end of his time on earth. He has gone to the cross. He's resurrected. He's back with his disciples. And he's about to leave. And he is telling them, this is the last part of Matthew, as it's written here. This is, this is the end. This is what I want to tell you. At the end, I want you to go, therefore, and make disciples. And it's the essential mission and purpose that Jesus gave his disciples. And it's the essential mission and purpose that we have as his disciples also. It's our purpose as living stones, piedras vivas, 
como to be and to make disciples. And you might look at that passage and you might look at our mission statement and you say, well, there's a lot of other words in there, right? a lot of other things that are communicated. But I would tell you, if you break down this passage and if you break down our mission statement, the one imperative, the one to do, the one purpose in both is to be and make disciples. In our mission statement and in this passage, everything else that's there is describing this activity, this purpose of being and making disciples. That's the main thing. This is the master plan, as Larry would say. Right? This is the strategy as we move forward. Be and make disciples. Jesus didn't bring a presentation. He didn't give us an additional manual as to how to do this. There was no process, policies and procedures. There's no a PowerPoint. No marketing plan. He says go and make disciples. Be and make disciples. That's our primary purpose. And I think we need to ask ourselves, have we accepted that? And not just accepting that, but have we embraced that? that to be and to make disciples is our primary purpose. That's the purpose of our lives. Of my life, of your life, of our lives. As the scriptures communicate and as Jesus told us, that's the purpose. That's why we exist. Is to be and to make disciples. Not profess Jesus. Not say we believe Jesus, but we follow Jesus, right? We profess and we believe and therefore we follow. But if we profess and we believe and we're not following, then we're not disciples, right? It goes together. It's not separate. It's one thing. If we believe and we profess, then we're going to follow Jesus and be and make his disciples. There's, there's no way around that biblically. And so our continued assessment for ourselves should be, are we and are you are we as a church being and making disciples? Continuing through faith. There's my one Hebrews reference. But it makes sense, right? That's what we're doing. We've begun this. Now we're going to continue this, right? We're disciples following Jesus. And as we are disciples following Jesus, it should also result in other disciples following Jesus with us. That's the mission we were given. That's the purpose that we have. It's so simple but it is so difficult it's not complex but it is hard
And so I want us to consider the rest of the statement, the rest of this passage and what it means to be and make disciples. If being and making disciples is the primary thing, these, the other parts of our statement help us to understand that, help to clarify that, help give us direction. Right as we are and as we make disciples. Bound together through and for the gospel. We are a diverse people. Bound together a diverse people. You are not being and making disciples alone. You don't exist as a disciple and you don't make disciples in isolation. It's us together with Jesus. Jesus with you, Jesus with me, Jesus with us together being and making disciples. It's not you and Jesus being and making disciples. It's, it's you and us and Jesus being and making disciples. It doesn't occur in isolation. Because when we profess, when we believe and we start to follow, then we are brought into His family. The Gospel joins us with Jesus and the Gospel joins us with each other. That's not separated again. Right? We are a part of His family. We're His sons and daughters. We're brothers and sisters. And we are continuing together. We're His people. We're His church. We're following Him. And if you follow Jesus, then you are a part of His church. You are a part of His body. It's not two separate things. If you are in His family, then you're part of His family. There's not a separation, and we need to let go of that in our minds. We're bound together in this purpose. Your mission is my mission. We share the same mission. It's the mission that Jesus had, and it's the mission that Jesus gave to His disciples, and it's our mission as well. We get to participate in what God is doing. He has invited us in, brought us in, and said, you're going to be about what I'm about. You're still with me? Okay. Amen? Or is that just, oh yeah, we get to be about what God's about. That's really cool. We get to be about what Jesus is about. That's really cool. We get the same mission as the disciples had. That's cool. That's what my heart begins to do. Big deal. Do you know what I'm struggling with right now? And these people? Y'all, I'm going to walk with y'all in discipleship. Thank you very much. I can't wait till this guy's done speaking and I can go home and do this on my own again. That's what my flesh says. That's what uh, my mind and in this culture, it, it continues to tell me to think. That's what the church has told me many, many times. It's about me and Jesus, me and Jesus, me and Jesus. And that's true. But it's about me and Jesus and us. 
Those can't be separated. Eso no lo podemos separar. I'll go more into the binding. Y ahora voy a un poquito más de la unión. I'll show you that at the end. Se lo voy a mostrar, demostrar al final. Hopefully something that will help us to receive that and to believe that. But discipleship occurs through the church. And discipleship is the result of the church. Does that make sense? This is where, amongst us, is where discipleship happens together. And the result of us doing that, being disciples together, is it produces discipleship. Other disciples. We produce disciples, they walk in discipleship. We produce disciples, they walk in discipleship. That's the pattern. That's it. That's as complicated as it gets. That's why we exist. And it says we should be a diverse people. A diverse church. And the reason for that is because the only thing we have to share in common is the gospel. It's the only thing that's eternal that will last. It's the only thing that we have that we can hold on to that will not change. It's the only thing that actually will bind us together. Right? We can be bound by other things and that is not eternal. Those things will change. We will walk away from those things. Life circumstances will be different. But with Jesus, we are bound together and we will continue in that. Only because of who Jesus is. Only because of what Jesus has done. And so everything we do should be connected to discipleship. There should be a result of discipleship with everything that we are doing. That's the purpose. If it doesn't connect back to discipleship, then why are we doing it? If that's why we exist, then shouldn't what we're doing connect to why we exist? And so I will tell you that our priority as a church are not events. Our priority as a church are not programs. Our priority as a church are not these gatherings. Our priority as a church are not the ministries that we do. Our priority as a church are not the small groups or the household communities that we have. Our priority is discipleship. We want to be a church of disciples. A church of those who are following Jesus Christ together. Now all those things are helpful. It's great to have events and that can actually encourage our discipleship. It, it, we get together as a part and a piece to encourage our discipleship and our following of Jesus Christ. Our household communities are, are integral as a part of discipleship. When we serve, that's a part of our discipleship. But those things are not the main thing. The main thing, what we are about, why we exist, is to be and make disciples. 
es para ser y hacer discípulos. And if you don't want to be about being and making disciples, if that is not a priority for you or a priority for your life, then this may not be the right place for you to be, the right people for you to be connected to, bound to. Just straightforward. If you don't want to follow Jesus with others, then don't be here. Because that's what we're doing. Don't, don't bind yourself with us if you don't want to follow Jesus. That's why we exist. That's our purpose. That's what we're going to be doing. And everything that we do should be connected to that. And if you don't want that, then don't be here. Because this is our mission. And we want to continue in it. The next piece. For this diverse people who collectively seek to fully proclaim by word and deed the supremacy and the worth of Jesus Christ. As you look at that, it says fully proclaim. And if you look back to this idea of a people, right, of a community, I would say, again, and it's intended here, that community, others, the church, is required to fully proclaim Jesus. We need others to fully proclaim Jesus. The only way that we fully proclaim Jesus is as a we, is as the church. No individual. I don't care if you are super Christian and you walk around this building in this neighborhood with a cape on that has a big JC on the back because you are amazing, always doing this, always doing that. You know every scripture, every verse. You are just so righteous and so incredible and such an incredible example of a follower of Jesus Christ. You still, by yourself, as an individual, cannot fully proclaim Jesus. You can't do it. You weren't created to do that. The fullness of Jesus is in and through the church. Ephesians 1, 23 says, The church, which is His body, this body of Jesus, right? The fullness of Him who fills all and all. His people, the church, those that are following Him, that's the fullness of Him who fills all in all. Not Brit, the individual, but us. And I keep saying this. He's like, aren't you making a very similar point? Yes. And I should probably make it again and again and again and again. Because it's not what we necessarily believe. And it's not what we've heard. And it's not what our culture tells us. Even the church culture. 
They were dependent on each other to proclaim the fullness of Jesus Christ. What is this right here? From, from here up. It's a what? It's a hand. What are the parts of my hand? Palm, fingers, and a thumb. Right? What's the most incredible, amazing, from an anatomical perspective? Okay? Which part? The thumb. Right? The thumb is incredible. Okay? Now, I took a lot of anatomy and physiology to be a therapist, okay? I, trust me, the thumb is one of the most incredible parts of the human body. Okay? It, it makes us distinct as human beings. It gives us this incredible ability to function. Because we have this thumb that the word is opposes, okay? That, that literally can touch every other finger on the hand, that we can use it for these fine motor tasks that set us apart. It's incredible. What if it was my hand was like this? If my other four fingers were severed, were amputated, and it was just my thumb, on my palm even, but isolated, what could I do? I could hitchhike. Right? I could catch a ride. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> I could suck it. <laughs> I could say good job. <laughs> you guys are creative. That's good. I couldn't do that much, right? Would I be limited? Okay, I would be limited. We can all agree I would be significantly limited if I just had my thumb and I didn't have the fingers and they weren't attached to a palm. You can be a thumb. But if you're not connected, if you're not working with the other parts of the body, if you're not literally bound to them, if you're disconnected or severed at all, you're not very functional. You become limited. You become useless. All alone. As a thumb. All alone. As a follower of Jesus. We're useless. We choose to severely limit ourselves and just try and get cooler and cooler as this most amazing part of the body. <laughs> and we're just focused on how cool we are, <laughs> how great we are, how amazing we are. Look at me, I'm a thumb. Do you want to partially proclaim Jesus? Or do we want to fully proclaim him? 
completamente en su plenitud. Oh, that's what's before us. Y eso es lo que está ante nosotros. Is that how you want to spend your life? Partially proclaiming Jesus. Is that the reason that you exist? To partially proclaim Jesus? Or would we trust what Jesus has told us? What God word directs us to do and bind ourselves together as his body and fully proclaim it together. And then as we proclaim, it's going to be through word and deed. With our whole lives. Not parts of our lives, but with our whole lives. And if we're going to proclaim Jesus with our whole lives, then what part of our lives should we join together? Bree says, Bree says all of it. If we're going to proclaim Jesus with all of our lives, then what parts of our lives should we actually join together with each other? Anybody disagree with Bree? I'm going with what Bree says. She says all of it. No, no, no. You're like, no, 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 no. Not that part. Not this part. I mean, okay, I'll fully proclaim God over here, but not. But I'm going to partially proclaim Him in this part of my life, and that doesn't make sense. And that doesn't mean that we share everything with everybody, but there should be somebody that you're sharing it with, somebody that you're connected to, somebody that you're walking with, so that we together, as a body, can fully proclaim Jesus. Because that's our mission: to follow Him together. To be and to make disciples. And we proclaim him with word, with our mouths, with our with the truth that we speak. And we proclaim him through deeds. Through the love that we demonstrate, the love that we show. It's not either or, it's both and. It has to be the truth we proclaim and the love we demonstrate. All right? We don't just go around proclaiming truth, proclaiming truth, proclaiming truth. And we don't just go around demonstrating love, demonstrating love, demonstrating love. It has to be both and. It has to be those things together as we are and make disciples. It's connected. And we're not proclaiming ourselves. We're proclaiming the supremacy and the worth of Jesus Christ. Is there anything greater? Is there anything more valuable? Anything in our lives that should take that place. Because if our lives individually, if our lives together proclaim or demonstrate anything else as being more valuable or greater, then we're hypocrites. We're not on mission. 
we've missed our purpose. We're not existing for his mission, we're existing for something else. And it can be good things. And I think we need to consider our priorities. And it's one thing to order our priorities. And I think sometimes we do pretty well. All right, well, here's Jesus, right? I know Jesus is supreme, right? Jesus is most valuable. But I've got my marriage. I've got my family. I've got my job. I've got my ministry. We might have them in the right order, but those things really compete right there with Jesus. And those things are pushing up against Jesus about who, what's most important, what's most valuable. And it should be that those things have their order, but that Jesus is so far greater and so far above that they do not compete. That we would put those things in order, but they would not push up against the supremacy and the worth of Jesus Christ if we are being and making disciples. That's our purpose. That's why we exist. Those other things are important. But they don't compete. Because when things compete, then what happens? At times, other things become more important. Other things become a greater priority. Other things become more supreme in our life, more valuable to us. So I want you to think if you should or you need to either reorder or reestablish the priority of Jesus. So I want to give you a summary, or I mean an illustration. As I finish, Sergio, if you can come up. And then, Kosek, can you come up too? I have a chair for Kosek. You stand. Now, I want to demonstrate why we exist. Okay? Our purpose. Discipleship. To be and to make disciples. And if these guys together are going to represent us. Now, if they're going to be and make disciples, what, based on our statement, do they need to do? Christine says they need to be bound together. Thank you for paying attention, Christine. Do you think that's enough? Imagine it's all with them, okay? But is this enough? I mean, is this going to work? Does this look serious? Like they're seriously bound? What's missing? What's missing from their, from their relationship, their binding? I heard it. Who said it? Jesus. Don't worry. All right? Here's Jesus. The stone, the cornerstone, right, that represents Jesus. Now, look, I want them to put their hands together, holding on to Jesus. 
Y ya está dormido. Hold on to Jesus, don't let go of him. Acuérdense a Jesús, no dejen ir. What's that? I can't go that deep in this illustration. No. Now, are they bound? They're not going anywhere without each other. All right? And they're not going anywhere without Jesus. Now they're ready to be and to make disciples. And now, this hand can do incredible, amazing things. I, I, I've been witness and experienced this, that this hand can go inside, inside the, the inside or the inwards, the, the parts of a one-ton machine and can change these little parts with this hand and that machine that would not drive for me an hour later will drive, will move. This hand can do that. It's incredible what this hand can do. This hand does incredible things also. I know this hand sits and observes and takes notes and documents, right, on a little keyboard during operations, okay, where, where people are cut open and they're repaired internally and, and, they, and he's documenting, right? What's occurring? What else do you do? And go get stuff. And he goes and gets stuff, right? <laughs> Now, it's amazing though, I promise you. Anybody else watch surgery? Have you stood and watched surgery after surgery and documented that? And gone to get stuff for the surgery? It's incredible. Now, together, can they do more with these two hands, even as they're bound together, than they could have by themselves? Absolutely. And now, are these, are these, these two stones that are bound together, these two disciples that are bound together, could they be very much different? One is good looking, one not so much. One is tall and one is not so tall. Or one's not so tall and one's taller. Right? One descends from the great people of Oaxaca and one comes from Thai. How do I say the, the great people of Thailand? They're pretty different. They're pretty distinct. But yet they come together and now they're this new people that can fully proclaim not in isolation, but together they can proclaim with their words. Now, can these two proclaim Jesus in different ways with their words? Can they proclaim Jesus differently and with different words? In different languages? You're just English, right? Yeah. There's three languages represented here. English, Spanish, and Tienteco. Chinanteco. What? Chinanteco. Chinanteco. Three languages. 
that they can now together proclaim Jesus Christ. Do you think that these two guys together can love people in a more complete and full way? Yes, I've experienced it. I know this to be true. And if they had not chosen to bound themselves together, being and making disciples, you wouldn't have experienced it, I wouldn't have experienced it, and the world would not see it. It would not be proclaimed. And if we're not together, we don't demonstrate love. You don't demonstrate love by yourself. It's together. They'll see our love for each other. Do you guys get a picture? This is our mission. This is our purpose. Discipleship. Following Jesus. Being and making his disciples. Alright? Okay. So everybody's gonna stand up. You guys. One other thing that I just need to point out. Do you think that just it looks it's advantageous to bind yourself to coset right now? The man had surgery. He's got on a boot. He can't stand for very long. And you're going to bind yourself to him? Do you know how difficult that's going to be? And how you're going to have to pull him along? And you're going to have to care for him? And you're going to have to help him? But that's nothing like the church, right? There's no one here that, 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 that might slow you down or frustrate you or make it more difficult for you if you bind yourself to them, right? I'm being uh, sarcastic. That's part of it. That's part of discipleship. Alright, so you guys stand. Turn there. <laughs> You'll put the mission statement back up. <laughs> you don't have to keep this one on. <laughs> this feels like a formal ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what I want, we've gone through that, we described that, but now I want, we're going to read, okay, in English or in Spanish, whichever you prefer, right? We're going to read this mission statement out loud together if you want to be and make disciples. All right. Bound together through and for the gospel, we are a diverse people who collectively seek to fully proclaim by word and deed the supremacy and worth of Jesus Christ by being and making his disciples. All right. You guys can go, but you have to stay together. <laughs> Help him, Sergio. All right. Let me pray for us as um, the worship team wants to come back to the front. You guys can sit down. You guys can sit down. Father God, I pray that you would give us faith to believe your word. Faith to trust your word to us, Jesus. The word to be and make your disciples. Thank you, God, that you invite us into 
your mission that we get to be a part that we get to be about what you are about Jesus I thank you that you are with us and that you will be with us to the end of the age thank you that you have brought us into and baptized us into a new identity a family a church your people God, I pray that you would give us faith to bind ourselves together. Faith that doesn't make sense based on our situations, based on our perspectives, based on what the world tells us, but faith that would be dependent on your word. Help us to continue together. Help us to trust you. Help us to proclaim you fully as a church. Use us, all of us, that we are all needed to proclaim you, Jesus. May you be supreme. May you remain to be what is most valuable to us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.